we have four teams of intercessors uh, at the Advent House and uh, we've got four day leaders and they're all uh, beautifully seated here uh, looking elegant, <laughs> intelligent and um, Glenn Lassiter, uh, Linda Moon, Catherine Keith, Mary Hansen and uh, Mary's looking at me worried because uh, she thinks it might be her turn and it is. Uh, no. uh, we're, we're having a, me- a lady sandwich uh, uh, between some men. So um, they do a wonderful job and uh, Mary's going to just be the one that's come and say what Advent House uh, means, has meant to you, Mary. Can you hear me? Okay. So what the Advent House means to me. Well, many things come to mind, but lucky for you, I've only been given a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, three, okay. All right. Let me start by saying, do you know what really happens every Friday we have an appointment to this intercessor? Well, we meet at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so sometime during the morning I get this lurch, this, this knot in my stomach, and I go, oh, yeah going to the Advent House today and then I think what am I doing real people are coming with real issues what am I doing God I'm not capable I don't want to mess this up I need your help and that's when he always reminds me it's not up to me this is his ministry and he's got it covered so every one of the intercessors uh, when we arrive at the Advent House we check our baggage at the door. We prayerfully lay down our jobs, our calendars, that incessant phone, our own messes. We empty ourselves. You know, I consciously just exhale and exhale self and then inhale the Holy Spirit. We feel it's such a privilege, really an honor, to pray for another person, often a stranger, to bring their needs, whatever they are, because we don't know, to bring them in prayer to God, who knows the cries of our heart and the depths of our needs better than we know ourselves. So the Advent House prayer sessions are always, they're always a walk of faith. Will God show up? Again, this week, he is faithful. It's actually a few hours of true self-forgetting. And that's rare for this self-centered sinner. It's a time of total dependency on God and his word. It's prayer when I'm listening to God more than talking. And we come away encouraged seeing the intimacy and personal touch of God, the depth of his love, and the many forms of healing that enable a person to walk through their life circumstances with renewed hope and faith. So I'm reminded of the words of Jesus in John where it says, For apart from me you can do nothing, but abide in Christ. Abide in Christ and you will bear much fruit. I think that's how it is. Thank you. Thank you, Mary.
So we're so grateful for the, the day leaders of the intercessors. That currently, at this, this particular um, semester, we've got, I think, 32 uh, intercessors on the team. They can't all come every day, but we always have a good quorum. And um, we're training currently another 14, I think. And uh, some of them are just starting to uh, come in and, and uh, uh, be amongst the intercessors and, and uh, start working, as it were. So, um, and there are, we, we've actually trained, had about 180 through our courses, and uh, some people who, uh, like uh, on the sidelines now, one or two might be ready to come, come in at various times. So, uh, uh, it is uh, prayer. We, uh, we have a, a double do a prayer. Many of you have been. Uh, it's the counselling room and the, with the person who comes, and there's the prayer upstairs, which uh, sometimes fights the spiritual battles to get through. So, we're so glad of, uh, of our intercessors. We're very glad of our chaplain. Um, and uh, Craig has been chaplain two or three years, I think, now. Uh, Craig wasn't in the Advent when he first came to Advent House. He was the uh, rector of Ascension Vestavia. I think we met you and Paul a, a few times. We do get clergy coming from Alabama. We've had them from Tennessee and uh, Mississippi and various places. Uh, so uh, we count that as, uh, you know, we're glad to sort of pray with uh, uh, ministers. Right, uh, Craig, uh, tell us as the chaplain uh, what... Uh, what happened, to you? All right, thank you, Peter. As Peter mentioned, Paul and I um, first came to Peter and Janice, uh, gosh, I'm eight years ago, nine years ago, not quite sure. And I, and I remember when we first came, uh, and they were meeting with them, they were explaining how it how it worked, and they they said, uh, "We just we just want to know as as we're praying for you, if we feel so moved to to lay hands on you as we pray for you, is that okay with you?" Uh, and Paul said, "Maybe." Um, no. So we've it's um we've we've moved past maybe um, we're 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 all in now um, and it really um, one of the things I would say about the Advent House is is this both as one Paul and I've come as a couple to receive prayer and it's you know it's it's been so wonderful so powerful I've I've come uh, individually I've participated um, uh, with as people have have come for prayer so I've. I've been fortunate to experience it on uh, you know, the various the various levels. One of the things that I would say about it is this: it, it's um, it's such a uh, basic and, and yet powerful uh, biblical ministry. Um, Peter and Janice obviously uh, have a great gift for this ministry. Uh, that's something that we have recognized and something that we give thanks for. They they bring tremendous gifts to this ministry, and so. Um, echo what the others have said um, we, we love you we're so immensely grateful for you um, and so we're, we're we're sad to some degree with this transition but but one of the great things as well is we're also um, excited and excited as well not not because you're leaving um, but uh, no but we're excited because the reality uh, is this it's it's a it's a basic biblical ministry it's the body of Christ coming together um, and and seeking the Lord in the name of Jesus uh, and and God does uh, does amazing things through that. And one of the things that I've experienced, both when I've prayed for people and when I've come to receive prayer as well, is uh, that wonderful sense of renewal, that wonderful sense of encouragement, the, the reality that God really is the real deal, um, that He really um, is active and involved in our lives. He really does know um, what's going on and, and whenever I've come whenever I've been apart there's been that, that powerful sense of encouragement 
um, that, that God is not he, he's not distant, he's not indifferent, he's not unaware of what's going on, but that wonderful, powerful sense of his presence, of his power, um, of his uh, encouragement um, for our lives. So um, I feel fortunate um, to be involved in this ministry. One of the things that Peter and Janice have always pointed to is the reality that it's, um, that it's not our power at work, but it's God's power. That wonderful verse uh, from 2 Corinthians, you know, we're, we're jars of clay. Uh, so that we might know that the all-surpassing power comes from God and not from us. And so um, the Advent has been a blessing for me on any number of levels. Y'all have been a blessing um, to us and, and to so many. And so um, we love you and we're always grateful for you. Of course, uh, Craig's current brief is uh, outreach. Uh, and in fact, uh, we, we get, uh, in the early days, Adventists would, would gladly send their friends, you know, the Jews and the atheists and the Catholics. Uh, they were a bit reticent about coming themselves, but uh, they sent their friends. So re- really, uh, it, this goes with the flow of outreach because uh, we, we, we get people from all over. And uh, there was one uh, African-American lady, Pentecostal, and uh, she came with uh, what she had. And at the end of things, well, I didn't think I was going to get blessed. I knew God was going to bless me. I didn't think I'd get blessed in the Episcopal Church. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, thanks, uh, Craig. Um, I'm going to pass over to... Janice now um, I, I, I'm the one who pays for healing Janice has got the more prophetic uh, gifts which we're glad to see coming out in, in our intercessors and members uh, but interestingly probably the most dramatic healing we had in, in Birmingham was when I was sick with flu up in bed Janice opened the door to this lady at death's door and um, God heal her uh, and uh, she's uh, still alive and shopping in Birmingham ah, <laughs> but she's she, she got two weeks to live at that time so uh, that, that, that's um, God, God always surprises us ok Janice uh, it's, I'll put this one off well that's alright <laughs> thank you for what you've said and thank you I hope you can see the quality of our Adventists the quality of the people whom you can trust to go on with his work. So I wanted to start with something that our daughter Belinda sent us. She was diagnosed with breast cancer just before Christmas. She's come through, she's been cleared. Hi, said Belinda, and this is the girl that many of you know the story of, where she wrote on the wall, when she was crossed with me, when she was 16, she wrote on the wall of the rectory stairs, call yourself a Christian, you bitch. <laughs> So, I mean, this, uh, this past summer, as, as they all took me for a mother-daughter weekend, and she was talking, and she said, when I go to the Advent, I feel people all staring at me, thinking, that's that awful girl. I didn't say they are, but I did say, I did say, but darling, I did tell it positively. I said this to encourage those with teenage children. I said it to encourage married couples. And I said, she's a wonderful, mature Christian woman now and has brought more people to Christ than either of her two sisters who've done the same sort of thing. And this is what she wrote. And she's 43 now. Hi, it was lovely to catch up last week, although briefly. I didn't remember to ask you to thank all the people who are and have prayed for us. 
especially recently. I am, an aware, I am aware of an incredible strength and love that comes from your intercessors. The many words and Bible verses they have been given and shared with us have encouraged us and kept us close to God. It is very apparent that God's faithfulness is overwhelming when life seems to challenge us the most. I find it frustrating that I feel unable to articulate fully the depth of God's love that I have known recently. And this is where I have to hold on. I have been very moved by the love we have felt from Alabama. I'm also very thankful and grateful for the love they have poured out to you both over the past 16 years. They have blessed you in the autumn of your ministry. Many of your years were hard grafted and at times painful. But the Advent has been healing and affirming. I am not sure they know how much... I knew I was going to cry. How much happiness they have given you. And you have. You, the faithful people of God, you have given us immense joy in knowing you, in seeing your faith, and being encouraged to carry on with this ministry. I know you are now tired, an indication of completing your work there, but let God carry you now. Enjoy. I know God can take your exhaustion and give you strength. Soar on wings like eagles. Now when your kids write you things like that, don't you think, oh, oh, Lord, you help me. At least, <laughs> at least to bring them through to this. So I've seen some wonderful kids in your Sunday school when we talked about prayer the other week. And I know that you are raising also the next generation who will carry the light into the future. But let's look at this passage, uh, which I picked some verses from. God, in his mercy, has given us this work to do, and so we are not discouraged. We, we are going, yes, retiring from here, not because we feel discouraged, but rather because we are encouraged by what he's going to do next both for us and for you. This ministry is God-given and we believe God has placed the future in the hands of people who are secure, believing, gifted people. Trust them. You've heard what some of them have said, the quality of the Christians of the Advent who are interceding is fantastic. They love and know their God. Please go to them. We put aside all secret and shameful deeds. We do not act with deceit, nor do we falsify the, the, the word of God. We want that to be true of everything that we do, Peter and I, that when they see the sincerity of Christ, they can be, know that, that, that we're trustworthy and therefore we can be listened to. And uh, most of the times that I've led people to Christ, it has been because they trusted either me or Peter. People would come to our Alpha course at home and they'd say, I'm here because the rector was always at the school gates. We had a church school. He knew all our children's names. He knew us. He seemed to be personally involved with us. I may not have been here since the baptism of my child, but I'm coming now to learn about Christ. In the full light of truth, we live in God's sight and try to commend ourselves to everyone's good conscience. 
We trust that we've done that to you, that we've commended to Christ to you all. And that is what we should be as Christians. We should make sure that we act without deceit, that we do not falsify the word of God. And please pray for your church, because in the Episcopal Church, many falsify the word of God. I heard about Heidi's church, where giving the reading to somebody to read for Christmas, the man came up and said, I've just rewritten just rewritten it and she said I'm sorry you must read it from the Bible that's what's happening in some Episcopal churches in this land and it's difficult for us to stand against the seed to stand against falsity uh, in a fallen and greedy world but we should be carrying the image of Christ with us wherever we go as we go into a room whether it's at home with our family at work or in the church We live in God's sight. We say that to our kids all the time, don't we? God is everywhere. And they say, is he watching me? Yes. (laughs) And by golly, we're still children and he is watching us. But we stand in his sight because we stand in the full light of truth. And we have watched the quality of this church increase since we first came in. The first time I walked into the Advent, I felt the spiritual hunger. And you, there's been a tremendous job done through our small groups, through our teaching, through our clergy who teach the gospel from, from the pulpit. We have become a Bible-believing church right down to our soles of our boots. We should be the ones who stand in the spotlight of Christ and show him to those round about us. For it is not ourselves that we preach. We never wanted this to be the Newton's ministry like some self-centered tele-evangelism is, all about the man or the woman who does it. And one reason for us to leave now is that this ministry is in danger of becoming too centered on us. People say when they ring Kathy when we're away, I'll wait for the Newtons. Don't! And you can't do that anymore. <laughs> we're not going to be there. You've got to go to our people. You've got to trust them to do what he is leading them into. God said, Out of darkness the light shall shine. It is the same God who made his light shine in our hearts to bring us the knowledge of God's glory shining in the face of Christ. It is God who has brought healing, light and life to your life. So many of you have been there in the counselling room with us. Over the 40, 40, more than 40 years of this ministry that we've done, we have prayed literally for thousands of people. When we first began the ministry, we might have made a few mistakes, but God urged us to keep going. And we would urge you to keep going. We would say, keep on, because you do not understand how much people's lives are blessed by this ministry. And it is a wonderful, wonderful thing to be doing. We commend our team. They've got the same light of God shining on them. They don't do it for themselves. They do it for God. And you've experienced how wonderful it is when they come down and they get it right. And they also add to what we've done in the counselling room because yesterday we were praying for a young girl whose family we know so well, all the ins and outs of it, and as I was sitting there, I thought, this girl has been hurt by the breakup of her parents' marriage, by the fracturing, by the lying that's gone. I could hear God saying that, but I knew I wasn't to pray it. And down from upstairs came one of our, our intercessors who comes from the first Presbyterian church. 
knows nothing about the advent, knows nothing about the families here. <coughs> and lo and behold, she's a prophet and she read it out. Throw aside deceit, throw aside lies, throw aside the things that have broken you. I was sitting there thinking, ah, thank you God, thank you. Because it came out so right from somebody who didn't know her and didn't know all the ins and outs. They know how to listen to God. They have the wisdom and the understanding that comes from Christ. Use them. Do not let this ministry die from apathy or lack of trust. And I quote here the one same verse that Peter... <coughs> oh no, no, sorry, it was Clay who talked about this. Yet, we who have this spiritual treasure are like common clay pots in order to show that the supreme power belongs not to us, but to God. We are clay pots, Peter and I. <coughs> I often tell my intercessors some of the things that what we're like last week. He ate my last two uh, cinnamon English muffins. I went and I thought I was going to have them for my lunch. I was livid. And I went in the kitchen thinking, why am I so angry? I knew why. We were going to have a really big spiritual battle that afternoon. I mean, but not in each other, but with the devil. And, uh, and I was so angry. I picked up a couple of stores that we bought. I'm not destroying given stuff. The other, and I flung his stool on the floor. And then I looked at the he can pick that up and I stepped over it again. <laughs> and then I went to cut some bread instead of some muffins and I thought wow what a good job he's not anywhere near me at the moment I held the bread knife and then I had to stand at the, at the surface of the kitchen top and say Lord I know why this is happening this is ridiculous and one half of my mind knew exactly what it was Satan was unsettling and we did need to be so concentrated on him that afternoon so just take this away. This is ridiculous. I'm behaving like a three-year-old. Remove it from me. Remove it from me, please. I'm so sorry. Cleanse me. Most of the time, we're deeply in love with one another. <laughs> He's my gorgeous man. I love him. But we are cracked jars. We are simple. It doesn't depend on us. It depends on God. We need to be remade by Christ. He puts us back together, all of us. And you can come with your shattered lives and he can put you back into what he wants you to be, but you will still be cracked. But then the light of the Holy Spirit is able to shine out through the cracks that are in us. That's the difference that God makes to us. We can become powerful Christians if we stop trying to earn our way to heaven, if we stop trying to do our good deeds and we say to God, Lord, please come, will you use me? Let me be used by you. Let me have the opportunity to show others who Christ is. And then God will show himself through us. And it is in the healing of body, mind and soul that this ministry has meant so much to so, so many of you, I know. So we are grateful to God for that. Paul goes on, verse 13, the scripture says, I spoke because I believed. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. Why have we done this work for so many years? Why has God given us this opportunity to touch all these lives? Because in faith, very simply, Peter and I speak what we believe. We were taught it as teenagers. We believed it then. We had wonderful people who taught us the word of God. We trust this word. 
and we speak out for Christ because we believe it. And what is it we believe? We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus Christ to life, will also raise us up with Jesus and take us together with you into his presence. This week, Leanie Bruin died. She died looking at Christ. She died saying, Lord, whatever, whatever you want to do, I, I, I will go with you if you want me. I will go on living if you want me to go on living. She walked into heaven without any space between this life and the next. And so do we all who love the Lord. We walk now on our eternal journey towards Christ. Peter is going to now read to you a word that we got in 2000. In faith? Yeah. <laughs> right, um, we, we, had, we had a lot of sticky moments and there was a real problem in 2000 that was, uh, you know, endangering what we were doing and, and a lot of other things. So uh, we had a prayer meeting and uh, uh, we, we got a, a tongue interpretation prophecy uh, which uh, we've been fascinated to see in the past 12 or so years really coming, coming more and more true. I have not let my church be established to see it cut down. I have let this church establish a mighty root deep into the ground, a tree for the state of Alabama rooted in my son and in the faith of the forefathers who established my church. I will not let Satan attack and I will root out things that were troubling, troubling them. I will root out all bitterness, envy, control, and evil, and place my spirit within, the spirit of my son to bring salvation to many, a tree that will spread its shadows to protect the weak under its branches. The children will sit under its shade to sing praises to the living God, and my people will be a people of valor and strength proclaiming the word, the word that I have sent for salvation and the word that I have given for proclamation. I am the Lord God. I stand in strength, the strength that I give to my people. Now that's a massive promise and it's for you. And uh, Keith Sloan has said he will let the advent be the advent and Frank has got him to stand up and say that publicly. This is your window of opportunity. What can you do as the people of the Advent for the people around you? In 1998, we led the ECW conference at Camp McDowell and we had a promise. I was praying just before that and I was crying for the state of Alabama and the church here. And in my vision I could see people sitting, one or two in church pews, wondering, bewildered about what their church was coming to, needing feeding. And I got this word which I told all these women, so they would take it back to their parishes, that God said, out of Alabama, I will bless this nation. Now that's you. And it wasn't, you know, it was, then we didn't understand something about the states. You say Alabama or Mississippi in America, and they think they're sink states. Do you understand that? We talk about, you know, they're the pits. They are 
you know, that when we first arrived at Washington, the first time we set foot on American soil, the, the customs woman said to us, uh, what, where are you going then? And so we said, oh, we're visiting Maine and Boston and Alabama. And what do you want to go to Alabama for, she said. And I began to realize this is as we went on. Okay, God takes the weak, he takes the poorest, he takes the most despised, and he makes them what he wants them to be in order to show Christ. So take your opportunities. You know, I know Craig was at the convention recently and he sat at a table where two delegates said, you know, we, we just haven't got a minister at the moment, we're not being fed. And dear Craig, who's got enough on his plate, said, well, I'm sure we can help you. We have the resources at the Advent to help you. John Harper, when he was interim dean, remembered everything that our, our Lenten speakers had said. He noted them all down. And one of the things was, he said we could send teams of our people out to these little Episcopal churches in Alabama to encourage them, and the bishop wouldn't let him. This bishop has said you may take some opportunities. Please take the window of opportunity as it's open to you now. What do we believe? We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus to life will also raise us up with Jesus and take us together with you into his presence. All this is for your sake. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, they will offer to the glory of God more prayers of thanksgiving. Now come on, you're intelligent, capable, God-loving, Bible-based people. Please, this is the challenge we leave you with. Please, please take it up for the sake of your fellows who need help. Actually, we uh, we need to go get vested. Yeah. Uh, this is just uh, some of the guys, you know, without much solicitation at all, yeah. sent in some stuff. Said, please give this to Janet and Peter. And there's more coming because there's some envelopes on my desk, even as we speak. So, uh, let me just put that. This is this well, is uh, a token of our love, and uh, <laughs> well. and uh, you know what can I say? But uh, this is not goodbye to because uh, Sunday, not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after. The 25th after, right after the 11 o'clock service. Am I right? There'll be, if some of you guys may want to perhaps come to the 11 o'clock that day, uh, as opposed to the 9th, we'll have a reception for Peter and Janice there and uh, have an opportunity to to be with you that last Sunday. But uh, for now, uh, I need to get vested. The Lord be with you, brother. Yeah, God bless you, brother. Janice, my sister in Christ. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> He's eating. He's eating. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll I'll vest too, but I guess I'll be quicker than Frank. So uh, uh, we're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, he's. Supp- Surprisingly quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we can't express enough um, 
how grateful we are for Peter and Janice. Uh, we can't really express enough how grateful for you, we are um, for, the, for the team that's in place and, and the amazing things that God does um, through ordinary people. Um, and as we, uh, as we go forth now, let us pray. Uh, most gracious God, we do give you thanks and praise uh, for your great might and coming among us in the gift of your Son, Jesus, our Savior. We thank you as well, Lord, that you've come forth into the world simply, humbly, in the gift of your Son. We thank you for your servants, Janice and Peter, um, for, the, for the great ministry um, through them these many years. We pray that your hand of power and grace would continue to be upon them now and always as they transition to new ministries and new opportunities which you'll place before them. Pray, uh, give them rest, give them strength, give them your grace and guidance today and always. Thank you for our, our intercessors, most gracious God, um, for their faith, um, for their willingness to serve. We thank you for this parish of the Cathedral Church of the Advent. Lord, pray for all of us gathered this day that you would continue to have your hand upon us, direct and guide us in all that we do. Um, that your will might be fulfilled, that your glory might be revealed. And all these things we ask, not in our merits, but in your mercies. In the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.